0: All right, so with the Lean Startup Conference, we are down to our last two talks before lunch, and I'm gonna ask you guys to hang in for these because they're gonna be pretty cool. Um, at the conference, we try to live our own principles, and this year we are doing a little bit of experimentation with our sponsors. Um, everybody has a fear of talks by sponsors that are product pitches, that are boring, that aren't gonna be cool, um, but a lot of our sponsors have incredible expertise and knowledge to share with us. So we had a hypothesis this year that if we were more thoughtful with the um, with sponsor presentations, if we gave them a really hardcore format and we work with them on the content, we would come up with a couple of really cool talks. So we had um, two sponsors agree to work on this experiment with us, um, and we have asked them to use the Ignite format, which some of you saw the other night and you know, that means that each of these folks has five minutes, 20 slides, and the slides advance automatically every 15 seconds which is really harrowing if you are a speaker. I have done it. It's horrible. Um, So (laughs) we are going to ask you to stick around and let us know how this experiment goes. I think it's going to be pretty good. (laughs) All right, so first up, we've got Drew McManus with Pivotal Labs, and I think many of you know Pivotal is a real leader in the Agile development world. Please welcome Drew. Go for it. Thank you.
1: Good morning. So I'm going to talk to you today about roles and responsibilities on the product team. How many of you at some point of your career have been called into a meeting to talk about roles and responsibilities on the team? It's often common, bigger teams. Um, You know, let's define who does what and where the handoffs are. And I would submit that this is actually a symptom of conflict on your team. The person who was agitating to have this meeting didn't want to talk about their responsibilities. They wanted to talk about yours and how they might take some of them away from you. So, you know, as the leader of of an organization, you really want to keep conflict down. You've got people stepping on each other's toes. You sort of say, okay, we're gonna have this meeting and maybe you hire a consultant or a facilitator to help you out with it. And what you end up with at the end of uh, of this process is like a raid matrix or a racy matrix. There's a million names for these things. But basically it's like a laundry list of every decision that might ever get made within your team and kind of who owns it, who gets to be the decider, who just gets informed. And everybody fights because everyone wants to be the decider of everything. I hate this. I hate the meeting. I hate the matrix. I hate everything about this conversation. it's just—it's a way to manufacture silos within your product team. Who has that as a goal, right? Now, the goal is not chaos. I'm not advocating for anarchy. You know, you can't just have everyone do whatever they want. But I think we can just define some very high-level roles on the product team and just kind of see what, see what happens after that, right? So, first off, you've got a product manager who at the highest levels about what the product is, right? They're leading the definition of the MVP. They're prioritizing the features that get get into the product. They're They're doing this in conjunction with their team members, but they kind of own it. You've got a designer who's really, at some level, an advocate for the end user, who's making sure that the product solves the customer problem in a very elegant and beautiful and intuitive way, right? And then those two people are working with the the development team who are making decisions about how are we gonna build this thing? How do we, in in the end, come up with a product that uh, is is performant and scalable and works really well and and all those things? So with those three roles, you've got your product team, but what if beyond that we just kind of let it, we we just mix it up and we kind of see what happens? What if it's okay for people to step on each other's toes a little bit? So for the team to work, I think it's important that we think about the product team as a triumvirate. You've got these three roles that kind of flow into one another or overlap at the edges. As long as the product team understands their goals as a team, this should work okay, right? You don't necessarily want to avoid overlap. Overlap in this case is actually good, right? Again, if if there's conflict emerging, you return to the, the goals of the team. You don't try to separate everything out and have interfaces in between them. The gray areas are actually where the magic happens, right? I think by by erecting walls between these roles, you're actually taking some of the best opportunities for collaboration out of the team. And we don't want to do that, right? So at Pivotal Labs, it's not unusual for you to see a designer pairing with a developer. For part of the day. Maybe they're trying to implement some particularly uh, important part of the user experience, right? At the same time, down the row, you might see the PM huddled with a couple of developers, not only trying to figure out how uh, some tech trade offs might affect a feature, but maybe the other way around. How do we redefine the feature to enable a certain? A shortcut or, or an easier path on the technology side. All three of these roles are constantly interacting with each other. And in our case, because we're consultants also with the client, right? We don't have kind of a, only one person whose role is to interface with the client. It's a triumvirate. They all interface with the client. So I, I think that this requires a certain level of maturity on the team, right? Because after all, the person we talked about before who was agitating for that roles and responsibilities meeting was probably not the most mature or senior member of your team, right? You have to, you have, to have people who can work together in this way and the way to do that is to foster a lot of communication among them. What if instead of when they uh, step on each other's toes, instead of taking that as a cue to author a rule book, you take it as just a cue to start a conversation. Because communication is what leads to trust, and leadership is what is gonna take your team there. Someone needs to advocate for this kind of interaction. Someone needs to model this for the rest of the team to see. And I would ask, on your team, can that leader be you? Thanks very much, appreciate your time. Thank you.